With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Patriots, to our Convention of States podcast, that provident article. It's a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison back in 1796. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, and specific focus on the Convention of States project. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson, and I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. And again, a thank you to all of our listeners out there. A reminder that we take phone calls at the end of the of each segment of each episode. Our call-in number, 914-205-5632. A couple of other points of contact. Again, a big reminder, our website, www.conventionofstates.com. My email address where you can reach me. Texas DC for HD58 at gmail.com. That's Texas. D is in district. C is in captain. The number four. H is in house. D is in district. The number five. The number eight at gmail.com. My Twitter handle is at Texas DC for HD58. So the same thing. You can ca- catch us on blogtalkradio.com at www.blogtalkradio.com. Texas DC for HD58. And on iTunes, you can search for that Provident article, just the phrase, that Provident article. Again, all the music that you would hear on intro, outro, provided by the patriotic rock band Madison Rising, big big supporters of the Convention of States Project. We appreciate all their support that they've given us. As always, we're going to begin by reading the pertinent information from Article 5 that applies to the Convention of States. The Congress, on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments which shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution, when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress." and in particular the Convention of States application, which was introduced in 41 states in the last two years, the legislature of the state fill in the blank, hereby applies to Congress under the provisions of Article 5 of the Constitution of the United States 
for the calling of a convention of the states limited to proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States that impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. And a happy October 31st, all of the patriots out there. October 31st, 2015. Many people call this Halloween. Others, some of us refer to this as Reformation Day, uh, the day in which Martin Luther, now 498 years ago, posted on the Wittenberg door his opposition to the overreach of another type of bureaucracy from the church. So the Convention of States has something in common with that. We are attempting to propose amendments, actually to begin a convention process, which would propose amendments to reign in our federal government. Anyway, as we move on this this uh, episode this morning, we're going to cover the news. We missed news last week because of the uh, interview I had with Joy Davis, the chief of staff for my representative, Dwayne Burns. I've gotten a lot of traction from that with folks here in Texas, shared some of the insights which Joy gave us, and there was a tremendous amount of overlap in the information she gave us and in some information that we have received on leadership uh, calls this past week, particularly being involved with uh, not just your your state representatives or legislators, but also with their staff going to the events in which they go to, getting to know them. But we're going to cover the news. I have slides up here of, of three slides of news. There's been a lot going on in the Convention of States, and a lot's going to be going on in the coming months as we gear up for another round of legislative sessions across the nation. First off, and we've mentioned polls multiple times in the news the last few weeks, Mark Meckler has a has an article, it was from almost two weeks ago, summarizing some of that recent polling that's been going on from the Gallup organization, from the Barna Group, and indicates that Americans do not trust their government. They just do not. That old Ronald Reagan adage, the Nine words, the nine most feared words that you would hear, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. We also had a record year, fiscal year in 2015, in federal taxes, as Congress likes to call it, revenue, our revenue stream. And I've got to make sure I read this number correctly because it's so many digits. Three trillion, two hundred and forty-eight billion. $723 million brought in in taxes. A lot of money. That's $21,833 per worker, be they full-time or part-time. So every one of us who's out there working, we average this all together, tw over 21000 almost $22,000 in taxes being sent to the government. And the worst news is the spending. Again, another long number. $3 trillion Six hundred and eighty-seven billion, six hundred and twenty-two million dollars. So a deficit of almost four hundred and forty billion dollars. So that adds to our debt. And of course, this is not even by generally accepted accounting principles. Uh, this is by, however, Washington does their accounting. We know that the real deficit, which is rung up every year and increasing our debt, is somewhere between five and seven trillion dollars each year. Another reason, another fact you can bring toward to people to encourage them to join our Convention of States team at conventionofstates.com. An article posted uh, referencing 
Professor Larry Floyd, who's an adjunct professor of U.S. history at Oklahoma State University, and he was shedding some historical light on congressional spending and Senator Tom Coburn's fight that he's had against that spending since 1995. He brought up, uh, Professor Lloyd or Floyd brought up the fact that Senator Tom Coburn got to Congress as a as a congressman at that time, at the time when Newt Gingrich was fighting and got a government shutdown to try and stop spending. And the Senate eventually caved in, led by Senate Leader Bob Dole, and we did not get a shutdown to try and curtail some spending, and we really haven't had any good fight on that since. And Floyd's uh, conclusion on that is now that Tom Coburn is perhaps fighting in the right area where he is, of course, our senior advisor on the Convention of States project, and this is something which needs to be looked at again. He mentioned specifically Oklahoma, in which they did not pass it last year. It will be brought up again in their session in 2016, and this may well be the year in which Oklahoma gets over the hump and joins us in the Convention of States process, the next step in getting our application approved by 34 states. Uh, again, with Senator Coburn, you are seeing him active, and I will tell you that um, he was quite quite sick and, and being treated quite aggressively for his cancer, and he is doing very well now physically. And so you're going to see him, uh, we're going to mention him again a little later in the news, you're seeing him all over the place now in media. He is the spokesman for our movement, for the Convention of States, and we couldn't have a better one because he is sharp as it comes on economic things and on statistics, spending, taxing, uh, he has he dives down deep. He's a uh, even though he's not a bean counter and accountant, he's a doctor. But he's extremely meticulous at going after uh, all the spending and the waste in government. He was on Cavuto's show, Cavuto Coast to Coast, and there's a video out there of that interview, and I think it was about five and a half minutes long. Well worth the watch. Again, on the Convention of States website. Under the news, you can pull up that news site, and there's all these news stories there. I'm just kind of giving you a brief overview of these. In that video, he proclaims the $400 billion of, quote, stupidity, duplication, waste, and fraud, unquote, in government programs. Another good interview with Senator Tom Coburn. And, as we mentioned earlier, polls, there was yet another poll out there. CNN slash ORC, 62% of Americans say that the new Republican leadership in Congress will not bring real reform. And, of course, the last couple of weeks at the national level, the real big story has been the downfall not just of Speaker John Boehner and him being ousted, but the turmoil in the Republican Party to get a new leader there, Representative Paul Ryan now, the new Speaker of the House. But 62% of Americans say that this new leadership in Congress is not going to bring about any real reform of course, we know that the answer to getting that fixed at this point is a convention of states. On to slide two of our news, a, an interesting headline. Did the EPA try to create its own militia? And the, the reasoning behind that headline is down at the bottom of that article. There's a lot of other things, of course. The EPA just has an outlandish budget. Um, every president since 1981, so that's Reagan, every president has increased their budget every year. 
Uh, and they also have 200 special agents in the EPA who are armed and equipped with the latest state-of-the-art policing gear. We're talking about um, some heavy artillery and ammo, some things which you would normally use in almost a military type of, of application. And yet the question becomes, why does the EPA have this gear? We, we don't know. You can only speculate on that. It does not seem something that a government agency designed just to rein in uh, supposed pollution or uh, destruction of the environment. And speaking of the EPA, of course, government investigators with, with okay, so within the own, within our own government investigating the EPA, they concluded that the cleanup crew of the EPA was who was responsible for that Colorado Gold King mine spill during the summer. So once again, an, an organization which spends a lot of money does not have oversight and has no accountability and unlike when a private organization, a private business has a environmental spill, environmental accident in which our government comes out and blasts them, uh, persecutes and prosecutes them uh, when it's the government itself doing that, not really a peep, a story which gets pushed under the rug. Another story about the Justice Department. This one will irk a lot of people, I think. They announced this past week that they are not going to prosecute the IRS targeting of Tea Party groups. Um, again, a great example of our separation of powers being unraveled, of the checks and balances built into the Constitution being completely tossed aside, uh, one department not overseeing another, not enforcing laws which are there to protect individuals and to protect private organizations. And there's, right after that, a companion news piece. Now there's further targeting, and why wouldn't there be? Why why wouldn't there be an org a Tea Party out there which is now six years waiting to get its, uh, its tax-exempt ruling from the IRS so that they can go about and do their business? Of course, they're going to be continuing to flex their muscle against these groups and it's not really going to matter who's in power you get you could get a uh, understand folks who are of more of the left or progressive you get somebody from the right in there and they they can misuse this group in the exact same way against folks that you support um and it's wrong on all sides and and that's what many of us are fighting against this is something which the federal government needs to be reined in and we need to be protected from them regardless of our position on these different issues and regardless of where we stand, left, right, or in the middle. Mike Ferris had a Facebook post, and it was great a great illustration of, of the abuse of the General Welfare Clause and how that dictates many state government actions. Again, uh, an example from Oklahoma. I'm not sure why they're uh, showing up so much this past week, past two weeks. Oklahoma's governor went ahead and sent out a memo that to curtail some of the uh, excessive spending from, I guess, leadership and perhaps from their uh, state legislators. But in that, you know, curtail your spending on, you know, your travel. It can only be with state-related business, and of course, two of those state-related functions would have to do with whether we're, we're meeting some of our federal requirements, and of course, anything that has to do with getting federal funding, and that's straight out of the abuse of the General Welfare Clause, the federal government having so much authority, uh, unintended authority from the original meaning of the Constitution, 
the general welfare clause now being used as both what is, of course, known as the carrot and the stick to the state governments. Here's your uh, here's your carrot federal funding if you do what we we ask, and of course the regulations and the the prosecution if you refuse to do some things the stick. Again, uh, another interview from Senator Tom Coburn. He was on Mark Levin this past Tuesday, uh, a two-segment interview. Uh, it's posted. The entire interview is posted up on the Convention of States website. I think it went about 16, almost 17 minutes. I didn't catch it until the next day. At Tuesday evenings, typically end up being very full for me, and uh, I don't get to hear Mark Levin live most of the time those nights. Um, I heard this the next day, and and I was interested why we were getting so many signups again uh, flooding through on the Convention of State site. And I think Monday, Mark Levin had a very long uh, live commercial for us, and then Tuesday had he had this extremely lengthy interview with Senator Tom Coburn. And when those occur, we see quite an uptick in the Im- amount of interest in the Convention of States, the signups, the petitions coming in. Uh, we are exploding here at the Convention of States. That's part of it. A great interview. Go ahead and uh, take a listen to that, 16 and a half minutes. If you download podcasts like this one, you can also download Mark Levin. That's how I typically listen to him. I download his whole show. Uh, his show, the podcast, if you listen to it in a regular time, it's actually less than two hours because all the commercials are removed except for his live spots. And on an iPhone, at least, you can speed up his uh, his podcast to one and a half times the speed or even two times the speed. You get used to the cadence of his voice, and I can listen to an episode in about an hour's worth of time, a, a three-hour episode. Anyway, Senator Tom Coburn's interview with Mark Levin. The debate this past week, this past uh, Wednesday night, the Colorado CNBC presidential debate, and that really showcased media bias. It became very apparent uh, multiple candidates ended up coming out and, and swinging back at the media. The first was uh, Texas's own Ted Cruz coming out, which got extremely high marks and was well-received across the board from Republicans. And, of course, the Republicans themselves now actually distancing from NBC and officially, at this point in time, breaking ties for the debate, I believe, here in Houston, Texas, in late February. All right, I'll slide three of our news. 1,925 days we have had a lack of oversight of the Federal Reserve. Now, what happened in 2010? The Dodd-Frank bill was passed. It provided for a position of oversight of the Federal Reserve, a high-level position, and that position has yet to be filled. So I'm sure the days are a little bit longer than that now since that news article has come out. Um, And it looks like Congress is going to begin to ask some questions on that, bring some people in to ask why hasn't this position been filled. Of course, the Federal Reserve and the oversight of it has been a longtime cause of uh, former Congressman Ron Paul, who ran for president several times, his son Rand Paul, of course, hitting on this, and and several of the other presidential candidates and those in, in the Senate especially are now beginning to heed that as well, that the Federal Reserve needs needs oversight. And, uh, you know, we can thank Ron Paul for really bringing this to the forefront and and Rand Paul continuing in his father's tradition on that. Um, We, again, another example of of oversight not being exercised and no one uh, enforcing that need for oversight. 
we need a structural reorganization of our nation. We need really our foundations restored. I like to use that analogy here in Texas because we know so much about foundation issues in our homes because our soil uh, either gets real wet, like it is right now with rain, or uh, gets real dry during the summer. It, it expands, it contracts, housing foundations crumble, and that's really a good analogy with what has occurred with our Constitution. The foundational structure of our of our founding document has been uh, is crumbling, and when the foundation crumbles, of course, your whole house begins to tilt, it begins to crumble, it's no longer safe. It's a good analogy. Next story, the Department of Energy. This one, this one, you would think it's crazy, or you'd think somebody had made it up, or you'd think if you go to any of those satire sites on social media, such as The Onion, that this would be one of their, their uh, news articles, but this is a real one. The Department of Energy has declared that jack-o'-lanterns are partly responsible for unleashing greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. I, I know that sounds ridiculous. You even wonder why the Department of Energy exists, and that's just crazy. But there you have it. Here on Halloween, October 31st, the Department of Energy has declared that jack-o'-lanterns are responsible for unleashing greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. The article out there is, is out, put out there by our uh, state director here in Texas. Tamara Colbert wrote that. Take a look at that, and she has a link even to a, a further site. I can't remember which site that was, which revealed this uh, ridiculous ruling from the Department of Energy. Again, not from Congress. Uh, this came from the Department of Energy. No oversight there. An article here. On the Convention of States Teens, their acronym, COST, COST, Convention of State Teens of Georgia, they held a Midsummer Night's Dream-themed dance. And it, they did that to promote the Convention of States and to raise funds for the national effort. And some of the, there's several things which are interesting, I, I find interesting about this. One is that teens are being involved and in, in getting involved in promoting and trying to save our nation and trying to restore our self-government here in our nation. And secondly, this is in Georgia, and, and I state that interesting because Georgia passed our application already. Then they aren't sitting on their laurels and waiting for everyone else to follow along. They continue to help lead. They continue to now get their teens involved, and some of these teens are now going out promoting Convention of States, getting new supporters signed up, and continuing to promote, to push and if we continue, as this wave continues, it's going to gain national prominence. We're not going to be ignored for much longer. 2016 is going to be a big year. Okay, finally, even though it wasn't the uh, the last, the most recent story on the site, it is maybe the biggest story, uh, which happened just in the last few days, and then again, uh, early, early Friday morning in the Senate. Congress has once again lifted its self-imposed spending camp. This time it's lifted all the way through March 2017, conveniently all the way through the presidential campaign and through the election. So this issue isn't going to come up. Nobody's, unless they want to force the issue, nobody's going to have to address it from either side, from either party. This legislation passed despite opposition from Republican presidential candidates Rand Paul and Ted Cruz and their Senate colleague Mike Lee. Actually, I believe 34 Republican senators stood against this, but there were many who joined with the Democrats 
And once again, the spending cap, the spending just continues to be unbridled, uncontrolled. There's, it's carte blanche. Uh, other nations are beginning to, they would laugh at us if it was if it was not so serious. It's serious because, of course, the United States is the foundation of the global economy. And if we crumble, that's going to have worldwide ramifications of a very serious nature. So that's the news for October 31st. Uh, we're caught up on two weeks' worth of news now. I'm going to go ahead and open up for phone calls now. I know that our news went really long. I, I expected that that would happen. I was unsure of what I would be doing this week. I had several ideas. Uh, I have actually uh, opportunities for at least one other interview a few weeks from now probably, something I, I learned this week. Um, but now the phone phone lines. Remember our phone number I gave it earlier? 914-205-5632. That's 914-205-5632. We want to speak respectfully with each other. We want to keep to the subject. Convention of States, Article 5, any news issues you want to bring up, any of the previous podcasts you want to discuss. We want to encourage dialogue with each other, so we pause and listen to each other. 914-205-5632. If we don't have any callers, uh, I will vamp a little bit uh, about some of the other things which occurred this past week. All right, and uh, no calls up at the moment. Let me review my past week. This past Monday here in Texas, we had a leadership meeting at the state capitol in Austin with our primary sponsor, Representative Rick Miller, is carrying our bill again. He carried it here in 2015. He is going to go forward, carry that bill. He is most likely going to carry our accompanying delegate accountability bill. We are modeling it uh, much much like the ones which have passed in Florida and I believe in Indiana. Um, we are excited about this opportunity. Uh, unfortunately for Texas, we have to wait until 2017 for our legisla legislature to meet again in their 85th legislative session. It does give us opportunity to plan to look ahead, to strategize. We did a lot of that on Monday. We had a whole day, a whole afternoon meeting, about an hour, hour and a half with Representative Miller, and then the team met and discussed all, specifically some of our plans. Some of the things which have come up and which I would encourage district captains, volunteers, supporters around the nation there is a site, the coscaucus.com website, which is available only to state legislators. And if you have a legislator who has supported you and has been on record with a vote, uh, certainly go and encourage them to get on this site, coscaucus.com. That is where they are currently looking and reviewing those draft convention rules, which were drafted by Rob Nadelson. And and an opportunity for them to interact with state legislators from around the nation. And it also puts them on record uh, in writing in supporting us when a vote comes up again in their state. Uh, for those who are campaigning, because we're going to be really swinging in campaign season here uh, right after this election coming up in November. There's a, an election in many states here this November, which are either on statewide ballots. There's several statewide offices in the nation open. But campaigning really is going to start to gear up in all the statewide offices, which typically will be falling the same as the presidential election cycle. So there's opportunities to speak to your legislators or your potential legislators, and if they are supportive of the Convention of States, 
ask them if they might be willing to have their their support posted on our social media sites. We can't endorse a candidate, but we can certainly say this candidate happens to be a supporter of the Convention of States. That's something which they might be interested in having their having that publicity out there on another site. Um, that's all I've got for today. Um, we're going to close it out, as always, with uh, America the Beautiful. I have some ideas for next week's episode, and I know that uh, probably in about three weeks I'll have another interview similar to the one we did with Joy Davis. Uh, before then, I may have an interview with uh, one or two other folks. That episode went really well. I think uh, my podcast go quite better when I'm not the only one speaking. So, uh, again, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again next week. And that will do it for another episode of That Provident Article. We want to, again, give a thank you to Madison Rising. Go visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. I especially want to, again, send you to www.conventionofstates.com. If you haven't volunteered, if you haven't signed a petition, become a supporter, please go out there and do so. Get involved with your state legislatures. Get involved with your state team in whatever state you're in. And again, a big thank you to the Texas Convention of States team. Thank you to all the listeners here. We appreciate it. And we'll listen to Madison Rising and America the Beautiful. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.